Hey, what's up, composers? Tyson Kazare here with the Video Game Composer Podcast, sharing tips, strategies, and stories on how to help you and me become full-time video game composers, full-time composers. Today, I'm recording this episode from my office on campus. I had a guitar student that didn't show up, so I figured this would be a great time to record a quick episode. Before I jump into the meat of today's episode, which is the four pillars of a composition career, I want to share a couple announcements. First off, from now through June 7th, 2021, uh, I'm going to be releasing a podcast episode every Monday. And I announced this earlier, but if there, uh, if a Monday ever comes and goes and I don't release a podcast episode, then the first five people to email me at the Video Game Composer Podcast at gmail.com will receive a $10 Amazon gift card. So that's my way of keeping myself accountable to me and to you to put out these podcast episodes. So be listening on Mondays and take advantage of that if I don't put out an episode. Second thing is um, I'm, I've been really inspired by veteran podcasters like Pat Flynn from the Smart Passive Income podcast or John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneurs on Fire. They do these uh, financial reports or these business reports where they report on the money that they've made and just overall how their business is doing. I thought that was a really cool idea. And as I'm trying to become more effective and more organized and stay more accountable to the things that I know I should be doing, I decided that I'm going to do a similar thing. So these four pillars of building a composition business that I'm going to talk about today, these, these four activities, which are learning, producing, networking, and visibility, basically everything I do in my business fit into one of these four categories. It's these four categories that I'm trying to strengthen and move forward all the time. And I found as I do that, I move my business forward. So at the, on the last Monday of each month, I'm going to give an a report on how I'm doing in each of these four areas. So I'll tell you about my learning goals and how I'm doing with those, my producing goals and how I'm doing with those, my networking goals and my visibility goals and how I'm doing with those. And that'll keep me more accountable to you all. But also my hope is that it will share with you the things that are working for me, my successes, as well as the things that aren't working for me. So you can learn from them and you can shortcut your, you know, shortcut your own path and get to becoming a video game, a full-time composer faster. So that's my hope with this, this monthly report that I'm doing. So look for that the last Monday of each month. So without any further ado, here's the four pillars. Uh, pillar number one is learning. Always be learning. Always be sharpening your saw. It's extremely important. As composers, as composers there's a lot of areas that we can be improving in. Um, so I'll just give a few ideas of areas that you should be learning. And I wouldn't tackle all of these at once. I would pick an area to focus on, focus on it for a month or two um, or six, and then focus on a new area. So you could work on composition skills or orchestration techniques. You could also work on your production. So maybe you you have a composition degree or your composition you, you feel are pretty strong but your actual ability to make that stuff sound convincing through MIDI is not as strong. So you should work on 
being able to produce that music uh, more strongly. You could also work on mixing and mastering, audio engineering stuff. That stuff is extremely important. Really beautifully written, sophisticated music that's not mixed well will not sell as well as music that is very simple and basic and maybe generic, but has a really clear mix that really punches through. That stuff is always going to sell better than stuff that just doesn't have as good of a mix. Okay, I said always, there's going to be exceptions, but clear mixes are going to sell better than poor mixes. So mixing is a great area to improve. Um, and then another great area to always be learning in is sales. I'm always listening to some sort of business. Oh, not sales, is business. Um, always be learning about business stuff, which would include sales, marketing, uh, contract negotiation, all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm basically always listening to books on business, marketing, personal development. I always have an audiobook that I can listen to while I'm on the shower or driving somewhere. Um, so always be learning stuff. And then the next pillar goes hand in hand with learning, and that's producing. So I have a goal to produce things every week, whether it's a track for current projects I'm working on or if it's tracks that have to do with stuff that I'm learning. This is something I highly, highly recommend. So if you're taking an online class in music production or composition or something, I would spend the time that you need to with in those classes each week. Don't be paying monthly for a membership and then not be going into the modules and doing the things. So spend time each week in your course, but then also spend time each week applying what you're learning and making tracks and then sending those tracks out into the world. Um, and then, so always be producing, and I recommend produce at least one track a week. Um, there's a story I really love. I'm sure I've told it before on this podcast because I tell this story a lot, but I'll tell it again. There was a, and this comes from the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. There was a photography professor, and he divided his class into two halves. And one half, he had everyone... Uh, he wanted everyone to take one picture and spend the whole semester perfecting it. And he said their grade would be based solely on the quality of their picture. So he was basically doing a quality versus quantity experiment because the other half of the class, he said, your grade will be determined by how many pictures you take. So if you take 100 pictures this semester, you get 100% in the class. If you take 83 pictures this semester, you get an 83% in the class. And what he found at the end of the semester is the students that focused on quantity, that just took a ton of pictures, their photos overall were way better, like extremely better than the students that just took one picture and focused on quality. So there's something about just doing something a bunch, getting a lot of experience doing something that's just naturally going to make you a lot better at it than if you just try to really perfect something. So how does that apply to music? Well, instead of spending six months trying to make one track really great, why not spend six months coming out with a track a week and get experience producing dozens of songs? Um, I believe that that's going to make you a better, stronger composer. And then a cool idea that I've been doing, although I haven't been doing it enough, so hopefully I will have good things to report on you in a month when I'm doing my, my business audit for you all. 
but is you time how long it takes you to create a track and then you also post that track to like a Facebook group and get like a like a mixing and engineering Facebook group and get feedback on the mix or you could post it to a composition Facebook group and get feedback on the composition quality and so maybe week one it took you 11 hours to make this track and you get a lot of feedback saying you know the mix is muddy the panning isn't good the balance isn't good the next week you make another track and you're trying to make it faster and you get it done in 10 hours and then over the course of several weeks you're now making a track in about seven hours and people are now saying hey the balance is really good but the mix is still kind of muddy. You could work on the EQ. Well, now, because you've been tracking this, you can see, dang, I'm getting faster at com composing, which is awesome. But also, my mixing skills are improving because I'm taking this course. I'm, you know, investing in the learning side of things. And I'm not getting feedback on my panning anymore and my balance. So that's good. Now people are talking about my, you know, the muddiness and how I'm not EQing or using compression. And so then that becomes your new learning focus. So because you are producing stuff all the time, you're getting faster, you're getting better, and you're getting feedback on the areas that you need to learn more in. You're hearing from people saying, well, yeah, this, the music is good, but the mix is not good, or the EQ is not good. Or people are being like, you know, the mix sounds really good, but your music the actual quality of composition could be improved. And so you're getting feedback from people and that's helping, uh, you know, that's just showing you what direction you need to be focusing on. So in my mind, I link up learning and producing. So those two pillars kind of go hand in hand and I use them in tandem to improve my skills overall. Okay, the third pillar is networking. Now, if you don't like the word networking, I know that that can have a negative connotation sometimes. If you don't like the word networking, I would say use the term relationship building. For me, networking and relationship building are the same thing, so I just use the word networking. But basically, you want to be meeting people every week. Just like you want to be producing tracks every week, you want to be meeting new people every week. You want to be reaching out to old friends that you have every week. You want to be engaging in conversations in the industry every week. So that means get on social media, get on YouTube, get on Instagram, get on Facebook, join Facebook groups, leave comments, ask questions, be engaged, reach out to people, reach out to other composers, reach out to people that are doing what you want to be doing, reach out to game developers. And just be sincere and look to make friendships. If you're reaching out and you're just, what you have in the back of your mind is, oh man, I just need money. I want to get a game gig. How can I get a game gig? Then that's not going to go well. People can smell that. We have a sixth sense for that kind of thing. Don't do that. Reach out to people to make friends. Basically, everything that's happened to me in my music career, which... My whole adult life, I've just worked in music, <laughs> so I haven't done anything else. Everything that's happened has come through friends that I have, friends that are musicians or friends that are in the creative field, and um, they have an opportunity or they have a need, and because we're friends, they come to me, and that's how everything has happened in my career. It's how I got my first job teaching guitar at a university. That's how I got into a grad program. 
that's how I got my video. That's how I get my video game gigs. It's through relationships that I've built first. And then they've been like, oh, we need a composer for this thing. In fact, the two projects I'm working on currently, um, they were people that I met over a year ago and was building a relationship with over a year ago. And actually, they were, both of them were projects that fell through a year ago. So they were going to hire me. It fell through and they didn't hire me. Um, but I just kept the relationship up. I kept communicating with them. I kept talking with them about their game and about how things were going. And I just continued the relationship. And a year later, those gigs that originally fell through, I have both of them now. Um, so really invest in your relationships. So that's um, my two cents with networking. And I think you should be doing it every week. That's my recommendation. Uh, and then the last thing is visibility. This is the thing that I do the worst at. And originally, my business was just set up on three pillars. It was learning, producing, and networking. But after talking with um, some really successful composers that are doing this full time and, you know, that are working on really major projects, the uh, advice they gave to me is, you know, they talked about these other things, about always be learning and producing things and always be networking. Uh, so all those things I was doing, but the thing that I haven't been doing as well is visibility. They said, you really need to be doing things to get your name out there. So I think what's holding my business back, and probably if your business isn't where you want it to be, um, which I assume is most people listening to this because we're trying to become full-time video game composers. So if you're not a full-time video game composer, or you are a full-time video game composer, but you're not to the level you want to be, probably your problem and my problem, biggest problem, is obscurity. If everyone on planet Earth knew who I was, I'm sure I would have a lot more gigs because they know who I was, they're familiar with my music, they know the kind of sound I produce, they know my quality, they know you know, that they can get along with me or whatever. So if, if everyone on Earth knew me and trusted me, then I would have a ton more work. Like <laughs> I'd probably have a dream career just by a lot more people knowing about me. So... Doing things to increase your visibility will help to will help people to know about you and help you not to be so obscure and it'll help people to know, oh, this person has what I need. So as a composer, you have an awesome skill. Music is extremely important. It's in so many forms of media and um, people have need of the skills that you have. People have need of your individual creativity. And by not having greater visibility, you're holding that back from people. People need what you have, and the only reason they don't have it is because they don't know who you are, or they don't know who I am. And so that's the fourth pillar. As we increase our visibility, as we get in front of more people, then we're able to help more people. We're able to get our music more out into the world. We're able to work with more people. So that kind of goes hand in hand with networking because obviously as you reach out and you meet more people, then more people are getting to know you. But I'd say an even bigger part of visibility is using social media so you can get larger groups of people knowing who you are. Uh, and again, like I said, that's an area that I am, am weaker in and that I'm going to be focusing a lot more over the coming months on how to increase my, my visibility which I guess this podcast 
could be one way of doing it. Although I think at the time of recording this, you know, there's probably only like four people that listen to this. <laughs> but anyway, I hope these four ideas are helpful to you. I hope that there's been at least one thing in here that's um, maybe stimulated a new idea or popped something into your head where you're like, oh, I know I need to be doing that. And I hope whatever that is, you'll take action on it this week and you'll start moving forward on that. So again, the four pillars are learning, producing, networking, and increasing visibility. And um, look for my reports on how I'm doing and my experience with all of these at the, uh, the last Monday of each month. And I hope that those episodes will help you as you put your career together and move forward. All right. I'd love to hear how these ideas are working for you, or if you have other ideas, please send me an email at thevideogamecomposerpodcast at gmail.com. When I originally set up that email address, I discovered that I misspelled composer. I left out the O. So for the past few months, it's been thevideogamecomposerpodcast at gmail.com. So if you tried to email me in the past and it didn't work, that's why. But I've fixed the error and the video game composer podcast at gmail.com is a working email address now. So I'd love to hear from you. Send me your thoughts, send me your stories. And as always, composers, go out and make it happen.